Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, sports editor with Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. I'm here to recap my game from Thursday night. I had a rare Thursday night assignment. I was out at Frisco ISD Memorial Stadium for some District 7-5A Division II football between Frisco and Lake Dallas. The final score of this one, Frisco 20, Lake Dallas 6, a, a result that I think at the start of the season, when you looked ahead to this matchup, um, would have definitely been deemed a uh, an upset, considering just where these uh, these two programs are at at the start of the year. Um, you know, with Frisco, it's just a matter of how much stock you put into you know what the uh, what the Raccoons went through last year. Just a rare down year for Frisco. They went zero and ten. Um, you know, just a, a rarity for a program that has been among the most consistent in Frisco ISD versus a team like Lake Dallas, which came into the season you know with district championship aspirations. Um, so all that considered, this game. Um, um, the story of this game really boiled down to the uh, the play of the Frisco defense. Um, they were able to do something that is um, just not many teams will, will ever do, and that is just completely completely shut down the uh, the Lake Dallas offense. One of the more high powered units that you'll find in the area among uh, among Class Five A teams. You know, Lake Dallas came into this game averaging you know just over 434 yards of offense, just over 38 points a game. Um, they only wind up with 219 overall. 219 yards, and they um, are held to just six points. They go without a touchdown. They get a couple of field goals from uh, Anthony Potty as far as um, the extent of their scoring goes. I went back and checked. This was just the second time that Lake Dallas has been held under seven points scored since October of 2013. So, uh, yes, a very, very rare performance put forth by the uh, by the Frisco defense. Um, what they were... Um, you know what they were able to do in this game, and um, head coach Mike Young for Lake Dallas um, copped to as much afterwards. Is that Frisco played? Um, they weren't aggressive, terribly aggressive, at least as far as their uh, their pass coverage went. Um, they weren't blitzing a ton and whatnot. They were able to get you know moderate pressure with just you know just rushing their front you know front four, front three, whatnot. Um, they did blitz on occasion, but most of the time they were content to just kind of hang back, um, hang back in coverage, and really um, you know they kept you know the Lake Dallas receivers in front of them really forced Lake Dallas to harp on the run game and the short game um, through the air and neither one was really able to do a whole lot for Lake Dallas they um, it really uh, it really circumvented an offense that um, has kind of done as they uh, as it's pleased this season um, quarterback Ryan Depperschmidt kind of the the engine to that Lake Dallas offense you know he came into this game averaging more than 325 total yards of offense by himself um, you know one of the top dual threat quarterbacks that you'll find in the area you know he's limited to just, you know, 11 of 22 passing well below his completion percentage on the season, only 69 yards through the air, so just 6.3 yards per pass. Um, you know, Lake Dallas only had two completions that went for more than 10 yards. Their longest completion was 14 yards, so the uh, the big play punch wasn't there for Lake Dallas as it has been in, um, you know, in previous weeks this season, a lot of the other hallmarks and what you've come to expect out of this Lake Dallas offense, Brandon Engel finding the end zone, he was obviously held without a touchdown. 
Kylie Smith, their all-purpose running back, being a major threat in the passing game. He managed just two catches for seven yards. Um, it was basically everything that um, you know folks had come to know about this Lake Dallas offense was just completely kicked to the curb by by Frisco's defense, which was uh, really really impressive. Like I said, they just kind of hung back in coverage for most of the night. You know, forced Lake Dallas into a bit of a shorter, more conservative game, and then they were still able to generate pressure up front. You know, very seldom based on that um, you know that pass coverage when Depper Schmidt dropped back. He um, his first read wasn't there. You could just tell it kind of once that first once that first read wasn't there, it really kind of uh, you know kind of broke down the play the rest of the way. And then um, you know you either had to throw the ball away. Lake um, you know Frisco was able to generate enough pressure between players like David Hall, Draylon Washington, to where they were able to still rack up their share of sacks. And um, I mean yeah, it was just about as uncharacteristic a night as um, as you will see from uh, from the Lake Dallas offense. So what a uh, what a performance by the Frisco defense. Uh, the Frisco offense did um, did just enough. Um, you know they were able to crack up and they were able to rack up uh, you know 293 yards of offense, including just about 200 on the ground. Lake Dallas did all right, all things considered. I would say, considering that this was a Thursday night game, so you had them working on a bit of a short week. And obviously, when you prep for Frisco for the first time, you know for the first time, and I'm not entirely sure when the last time these two teams played, but I mean, if you know Frisco high school football, you know that they love to run that wing T, a, a, a scheme that you just don't see at the high school level all too often. So the first time that you see that, it's always going to be a little bit of a, a mixed bag as far as what to expect, since there's just it's a really it's a really tough offense to uh, to replicate in practice. Um, but on the whole, you know, Frisco. I mean, they inevitably gave up you know a few big runs here and there, as teams will do when you're seeing Frisco for the very first time, you know, in a season. Um, but on the whole, the numbers weren't terrible. You know, they gave up only uh, you know said 199 yards on the ground, just 4.1 yards per you know per carry. So in that sense, um, you know, they were able to like I said, they got hit with a couple you know with a few big runs. You know, Frisco had them looking over. It looks like they had. And I said probably about you know five, six, seven runs over 10 yards. Um, you know, but there was still, I mean, it was still enough to, you know, to put Frisco, to put Lake Dallas in position to win this game. I mean, you think that most nights, you know, when Lake Dallas is able to hold a team below 300 yards of offense to just 20 points, you would think that is more than enough for the um, for the offense to pick up the slack and, um, you know, and pave the, uh, pave the road to victory. But nevertheless, no, Frisco's defense would not allow it. Um, you know, Frisco, when you're a team that is very reliant on the run, as Frisco is, they ran the ball 48 times on, uh, on Thursday versus just six passes. You need to keep things close, and this is not a team that's built to play from behind. Obviously, um, and the fact is, they were able to do so. You know, Lake Dallas got a, a field goal from uh, from Anthony Potty, just a, a 35-yard make on their uh, their first series of the game. A series that, ironically enough, when you look at Lake Dallas and um, you know just 219 total yards of offense, that opening drive accounted for a quarter of that yardage. So right then and there, that just shows you just how rough it was on Lake Dallas moving the ball the rest of the game, and then um, you know, but. Frisco was able to stay within striking distance. They finally, uh, you know, found the end zone. They took their, uh, you know, their first lead of the game late in the uh, in the second quarter with just 105 remaining on a uh, a 14-yard run by Aaron Taylor. A uh, a touchdown that was actually preceded by a sack from uh, from Lake Dallas by D.L. Roberson to back Frisco into third and goal from the 14-yard line. Um, they were able to hand it off to Taylor. 
and he's able to take advantage of a of a bit of a breakdown tackling by uh, by Lake Dallas for a 14 yard run. So a tough a tough spot for Lake Dallas to be in. It looked like they were in good position to hold uh, Frisco to a field goal, um, but that's a bit of a, definitely gave the Raccoons some momentum heading into the break. Coupled with the fact that they actually got the ball to start the second half, and then they scored on their first drive of the third quarter to make it a 14 to three lead um, over Lake Dallas. And this drive was kind of symptomatic of kind of what's been the story of this Lake Dallas defense, a unit that is uh, you know certainly not lacking in experience or continuity. And you know, Coach Young said when I talked to him over the uh, the bye week, you know, a few weeks back, that um, you know the defense throughout the first half of the season, um, they were just they were in position. They were, I mean, it's the coverage was good, everything, the X's and O's were fine. It was just making a play, whether it was forcing a turnover or getting that key tackle that just had kind of eluded the unit at certain times throughout the season. And then you look at that um, that second touchdown by Frisco, where um, you know Carter Yates, the Frisco quarterback, rolls out. He um, you know he throws the ball. Uh, you know one of the few times they uh, they threw the ball downfield, but um, throws the ball downfield, and it's basically a one on one jump ball. It is um, you know it's Frisco's Bryson Clemens versus Lake Dallas's Kobe Miner on a bit of an underthrown pass. Very well could have been an interception for. Uh, for Lake Dallas, it was not. You know, Clemens wins that battle, wins that jump ball, and then strolls in for a for a 25-yard touchdown. So a, a 50-50 play. Again, when you factor in that the score was seven to three at the time, game very well could have swung on that moment if um you know if Lake Dallas was able to come away with that pick. But they're not. Instead, they're down 14 to three, and then they um you know they started to kind of pick up the tempo. You, you obviously felt a bit of a sense of urgency with Lake Dallas. They're able to um you know march downfield. They get some nice running from Ryan Depperschmidt and Kylie Smith. They get all the way down to the uh, the Frisco five yard line, and then in what was another trend on uh, on Thursday from uh, from Frisco's defense. Um, they uh, Frisco's defense really clamped down on Lake Dallas on third and short and fourth and short situations. Um, for the game overall, Lake Dallas converted just two of eleven third downs, um, and then um, one of the uh, one of the big swing plays as far as energizing things for that Frisco defense was on this drive where they worked their way to uh, to fourth and one from the five yard line. They try a, a toss outside to Daryl Miner, and then uh, Frisco's Aaron Taylor, who I just mentioned earlier, having scored that opening touchdown, he. Blows up that toss for a for a loss of uh, loss of yardage turnover on downs and um, yeah just a big a big stop for for Frisco which again was really strong shutting down Lake Dallas in um, you know third and short fourth and short um, overall on the uh, on the night and then right from there you know Lake Dallas um, you know Lake Dallas actually was able to make it a one score game moments later though they were able to force a three and out they end up settling for another field goal this time a 27 yarder so it's a 14 to six game heading into the fourth quarter Lake Dallas was able to get a a Frisco punt to them um, early on in the quarter, and then they uh, they have a chance to go for the tying drive. But Depperschmidt is sacked twice. He tries a screen pass to Kylie Smith, and um, his knees ruled down as he catches the ball. So what started off as a promising drive, you know, first and ten, winds up being backed into a fourth and twenty-seven. Lake Dallas has to punt, and that's just the thing about playing Frisco is because of that. Uh, because of that run game and the job that they do just killing the clock. I mean, this, this game only took two and a half hours, which is just... I'll take that any night for covering a high school football game. Um, you know, when Frisco is able to run, is able to dictate things at their own tempo, you just have to realize that you're only going to be afforded so many possessions. So even though it was early in the fourth quarter, Lake Dallas was down by one. I mean, they uh, they go uh, when they're having to punt the ball there. I mean, you're thinking like they're maybe looking at one, maybe two drives tops the rest of the game, just because it is very unlikely that um, you know that Frisco is going to take the chances 
you know, requisite with um, anything that would stop the clock. So, I mean, just Lake Dallas was really up against it from a time management standpoint just because, you know, Frisco's offense can be so smothering in that capacity. Um, and nevertheless, yeah, Frisco was able to take the ball right downfield. They got a big run by Carter Yates um, that set up a, a touchdown run by Nick Stanton that gave Frisco a, a 20 to 6 lead with uh, 337 to go in the fourth quarter. Lake Dallas's last ditch effort at a uh, trying to pull within one score that goes awry. One of the few times that Lake Dallas actually managed a, a throw downfield. Um, as I'm thinking back to the game, I'm not sure Lake Dallas just um, based on the coverage that Frisco was showing them. I'm not sure that Ryan Depperschmidt managed to pass um, up until this um, this one throw, which culminated in an interception. I'm not sure that um, that Lake Dallas threw a threw a ball that traveled more than 15 yards on on Thursday um, until this pass. You know, late in the in the fourth quarter by a Depperschmidt into the back of the end zone, it winds up getting picked off by Frisco's Max Sauerwein, and that was essentially the ball game. So um, a, uh, a a big win for Frisco. I mean, considering what this program went through, uh, you know, last year having to suffer through a winless season, you never want that. You know, for any program, any high school kid to suffer through the uh, not not get a single win. I mean, that's just that's just tough no matter which way you slice it. And Frisco had shown some definite signs of bouncing back and um, being in a improved team. It's a really young team. Talking to Coach Gibson afterwards, this is a team that is a, it was playing as many as six sophomores on the field um, you know, during Thursday's game. It's a young team that's kind of starting to come into its own and find ways to win these varsity games that kind of got away from them last year. Um, you know, they had already picked up wins in district over Denton Braswell, 35-21, Lebanon Trail, 56-14, and then a noticeable win over Princeton, a team that had been kind of on that playoff bubble last week. Frisco beat them 47-34. Um, so they had played Plenty of reason for confidence coming into this game, but you know, whereas I mentioned Braswell, Lebanon Trail, Princeton, you've got you know between Braswell and Lebanon Trail, two of the younger teams in the district. Plus, you have Princeton, a school making the jump from Class Four A, wins that um you know instill confidence, but there is something significant about beating a team like Lake Dallas as consistently strong as that program is year in, year out. Um, definitely a win that uh, that bolsters Frisco's playoff hopes. They've got some big games left against Denison and Lovejoy, but when you factor in the cushion that you get with a uh, not only a win over Lake Dallas, but a 14-point win just in case tiebreakers come into play, um, definitely a, a nice shot in the arm for, yeah, for a Frisco team that looks like the Frisco of all I mean, if I this is my first time seeing Frisco in um, in quite a few years, just because I just don't happen to cover cover them all too often. They're just not in my in my coverage area specifically. So, um, so getting to see them, if I didn't know going into that game that they hadn't won a game, you know, last season, they would have just looked like normal. It just looked like normal Frisco. You know, it looked like a. I mean, the the Frisco of old that you know just punished teams on the ground and with solid defense. I mean, they were able to play Frisco Raccoon style football to a T and I mean yeah the result was just a, a signature victory for the uh, for the raccoons you know for Lake Dallas um, you know they've had a very very difficult start to uh, to district all things considered they're just two and two but I mean their games have come against Reedy Princeton Denison uh, now Frisco I mean that's those are all teams that are in that playoff mix including the best team in the district uh, Reedy they just have not had a uh, 
a real a real let up, a real cushion in their schedule just to kind of catch their breath. It was a very very front loaded district schedule. Um, now you know, looking ahead, they've got a they've got a game against Lovejoy in a couple weeks that's very uh, very very crucial as far as potential uh, playoff seating goes. But um, they've still got Memorial, they've still got Braswell, they've still got Lebanon Trail, three games that they will be favored in. Um, so chance to finally catch their breath and just kind of right the ship because um, yeah, I mean just a very a very uncharacteristic showing from the uh, from the Falcons. But like I said, they do have wins over Princeton and Denison, um, so that that alone right there gives them a uh, you know a bit of a leg up though in the playoff race. So all all hope is not lost despite the setback on Thursday. But nevertheless, um, you know they'll have to just because that's one thing that Coach Young said. Just teams had not been playing them defensively that way. So if you're a you know if you're an opponent and you see this now on film that okay maybe if we just kind of relax and be a bit more conservative with our pass coverage, well now the onus is on Lake Dallas to show that they can that they can beat that because um, like I said it was just a a very very uncharacteristic night. Like I said, uh, you know Ryan Depperschmidt he averages 325 yards of offense by himself. Lake Dallas as a team had 219 in Thursday's loss. So um, yeah, as as far from a uh, you know a traditional showing as you can get for that Lake Dallas offense. Let's see. Let's um, let's go over some stats before I get out of here. Um, Let's see. Um, it was not, uh, like I said, the stats were not too uh, too glowing for Lake Dallas. Like I mentioned with Depperschmidt, he um, completed just 50% of his passes for 69 yards, uh, no touchdowns, had a pick. Um, he was the leading rusher, you know, 91 yards, albeit on 21 carries. That was another area where there was a lot of, uh, you know, some ups, some downs, a very inconsistent night running the ball. Lake Dallas did pick it up in the second half, Depperschmidt and Kylie Smith in particular. Uh, Kylie Smith ends up going for 40 yards on the ground on seven carries. The leading receiver, Brandon Engel, four catches for 27 yards. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, he's had he's had several receptions longer than that total this season. So, like I said, it was just a very uncharacteristic night for Lake Dallas. Uh, from Frisco, you know, Carter Yates attempted just six passes on the night. Um completed three of them, but he made them count. Totaled 94 yards passing. Um, that one touchdown to Bryson Clemens. On the ground, they had, um, it was a your usual just a plethora of running backs getting action for, uh, you know, for Frisco. Blake May led all the, uh, led all Frisco ball carriers with 55 rushing yards on 10 carries. Nick Stanton added 45 yards. Carter Yates, Aaron Taylor each had 31 yards apiece. Bryson Clemens, 23 yards. Dante Reese, 14 yards. And then um, through the air, Bryson Clemens caught two passes from Yates um, to total 48 yards and a touchdown. Dante Reese had a big 46-yard catch that helped spur Frisco's first uh, touchdown drive of the game. And um, there you have it. Like I said, that's a look at... um at a game that I think, uh, yeah, you could definitely build this as an upset, considering the uh, the stature of these two programs this season, and uh, just another uh, fascinating result in District 75A Division Two. So, um, yeah, for this, um, you can check out my game story plus some video highlights on our website at StarLocalMedia.com. Um, I'll be back with another rapid reaction podcast after my game off, uh, you know, tonight, Friday night, um, for Plano versus McKinney. Otherwise, folks, this has been Matt Wilk with Star Local Media. Folks, you enjoy your Friday night wherever that takes you, and um, I will talk to y'all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all. 
StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.